Kommer på dig till Sveriges Music General Track Podcast. Thank you. Nej, nej, nej. And uh, we're here to talk about music and general track. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. That is Rude Recordings. Uh, if you like it. R-O-U-X Recordings. Yep, R-O-U-X. Just in case you don't. Yep. If you like us or you want to follow us, give us a like and all that. Follow and all that. So, last week, Anthony, we were on... Uh, 1991. 1991. It was actually a fine year for... Despite what you said at the start, uh, that it was a very... Despite what I said, <laughs> I was wrong, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I, you I, you I, will I, find that I am wrong a lot of the time. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just sort of have an opinion that it was right or not. You can uh, fact check it later if aye, you want. Aye, and then whenever we actually delve into it, we find that we are real. So that's always nice. So, uh, free island discs, the wrong podcast that ends up to be right. Yeah. Aye, the correction podcast. The correction podcast. Correct ourselves. <laughs> uh, aye, we, we, we start the next week by correcting our mistakes from the previous week. Yes, that's it. Uh, I've already, been, well, I won't correct it, but I was. I was sent various other facts about 1991. Like what? Uh, what was there? Off the top of my head, one of them was NBA. Uh, Michael Jordan, first finals appearance in 1991. Chicago Bulls won their first uh, NBA title. They only had six on. Remember that last dance program mm-hmm. was on Facebook? Or, um, Netflix. Netflix. So that was the first the year the one that NBA uh, what was the other one I can't mean there was two of these I, can't, I, I read them on, they were on Snapchat and they're gone now <laughs> never to be seen again uh, so that was that uh, no 1991 was good I enjoyed that last week a lot of varying music it was alternative that's for sure and it was alternative and today is going to be no different it's going to be alternative because today we're going to talk about Covers. Covers. Uh, anybody doesn't know what a cover is, you have an original, and then you have somebody else recording their version of it, a cover version. So that's that. Uh, a lot of nice covers about. Now, I quite enjoyed the research for this one. Yeah. Some surprising covers. <laughs> there, 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 was a, there was a lot of a lot of things to be found in this one. So. It was I. It was. It was. Uh, it was quite fun. I say. There were some very surprising covers. Some surprising for different reasons. Now, uh, we'll get into the details on later on, but we'll just go through a list of some covers. So I, um, some covers that we had looked at, but we're probably not going to include. The Sound of Silence was one. Same on your fungal. was the original. Disturbed covered it, which is my favourite cover. That was 2001, wasn't it? The original or the cover? The cover. Well, I can't even mean. I don't think no, I don't think it was as far as, as that. It was definitely in the two thousands era somewhere. I can't mean exactly, but the original's red age sixty seven. Nineteen something else. I probably is sixties. I think it is because they they were big sort of at that time. And then Simon or yeah, Simon went out in his own. Ah, uh, he went in his own. He was a good songwriter. Some of them are a bit mad, but they're good. You hear the radio breathing off in there. Then there's uh, the other side of it, that, uh, controversially, of course, that oh. uh, Call Me Al is actually the worst produced song ever. It could be. 
<laughs> it's, it's, very, it's really popular, but it's like the worst, like in terms of production and recording, it's just uh, awful. Did you ever see the video for it? I have a Chevy Chase. <laughs> <laughs> Breaks out the fucking. The Tim Russell, sorry about that. Breaks out the Tim Russell, the lover. <laughs> Jazz whistle solo. Oh, aye. Played on the Tim Russell. And then the reverse bass solo. That's right. Aye, that's nice. Which... I, think there, I think, is there two basses in that, is there? Um. Does that one, well, no, there's, there's not, there's a song I was listening to recently that had a nice, there's two basses going, one doing, almost like a melody and one doing. The normal bass stuff. The, I can't remember what's wrong with The obvious choice, of course, is the Iceland's uh, song for Eurovision. The one from that that good one. Th- thing, 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 think about things. Uh, think about things. Uh, the two bass lines. That's right. That's, that's a cracker song, I have to say. They're my Slamics. You know the music. Great, great, great bunch of lads. Any <laughs> 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 uh, other good covers for by the ones we have listed? Um, I had a few. Aretha Franklin, uh, "Say a Little Prayer." I looked. I looked at that one. I can't remember who the who the cover version was though. I can't remember the artist. That's a good song. Aretha Franklin's good. Aretha's really good. Uh, any number of co- country songs. Normally they're covered by at least a dozen. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're 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 covered or they're passed down or something. Uh, no, well, not like if one good one, we'll touch this bit later on. But normally, if one good one comes out and does really well, everybody wants a wee piece of it, so they all do it. They're all just dipping into the funds. Aye, not naturally enough. It might it might be a number one for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they're lucky. Then the old, all the old country music was their proper original stuff. All the gospel stuff was all passed down. Uh, and that's true. It's like the rest of the music as well. Special music as well. Same thing. Cajun music, bluegrass music. Yeah, all that genre are all sort of similar. If anybody has any good covers that they know of, send us a message and let us know. We don't know, as, as you can probably tell already, we don't know that many, <laughs> despite our research. <laughs> we only really like, depending on which version we've listened to, you know, and we just don't go to anything else. That's it, that's it. Uh, most of the time, people will prefer the original. If they've heard it first. Predominantly, yes. Because we'll get on to the first example, I think, aren't we? Which is Tainted Love. <coughs> Tainted that was, Love, that, yep. was one, that was one of your choices. Now, the original was by... Gloria Jones. Gloria Jones. The first version I heard of it was Martin Manson. The first version I heard was Soft Cell. They were my second. The third, now... Uh, the third version was the original that I heard. And that's actually my favourite, to tell you the truth. It, 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 is, it is a class track. I'll give you a wee bit of history about the Gloria Jones version. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, Released in 1964 on Champion Records. Mm -hmm. Written and produced by Ed Cobb, who also produced Fleetwood Mac and Pink Floyd. Oh, very good. Um, It was obviously uncharted in the States, which is why Soft Cell covered it. Yes. Uh, It was in that time around Northern Soul. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you don't know what Northern Soul is, it's all the old Motown records that mm-hmm. didn't sell in the States. They were shipped over to the north of England yes. for the soul dance scene there. Mm-hmm. So, so, funnily enough, Soft Cells from Leeds. 
oh, North England. So there you go. There you go. There's there you there's go. the wee coincidence there. Um, well, I'll give you a wee bit on it and let you. Do you want to hear a wee bit? Oh, on tear away on the tear away. Into the oh. There we go. Love that bass. Like the wee, wee bongo drums on there too. And the, ho- the horn section is my favourite. The bit and uh, right, there's a horn section there. Right here, that's class. And then the back calling answer, back and vocals. Great. It has a lot. There's a lot on this one. So what defines a Motown sound? What defines Motown? <laughs> It's the, uh, it's the sound of the drums, it's supposed to sound like machinery. Because oh, so, they're all from Detroit, so they're all working in big factories. Ah, yes. It's supposed yes. to sound tinny and. That's nice. That's nice factory. <laughs> nice factoid. Just throwing a wee thing in here and there. Oh, aye, very good. But the real thing, my real favourite, is the outro. Big fade out. Here. Aye, also, that's quite a long fade, isn't it? So, it's, uh, it's about 40, 45 seconds. Aye. <laughs> but there's a lot of harmony section, a lot of throwing and... My wee bits here and there, just, just to change it up. Just to use up the tape. <laughs> what year was that song? 1964. 64. Very good. Hard bit of fade out. Yeah, yeah, some nice fades. Sick, sick fades, as the young boys say these days there, but their haircuts, sick fades. <laughs> Tight fades. <laughs> <laughs> that fade would make yell on me. So that's, uh, that's Gloria Jones, that's pretty good. It's, I, I, say, I say it's my favourite of the three or four. It's, there's, there's real nice instrumentation in it. Yeah. The way it's, the way it's produced and the way it's just... It's building up nicely and building up nicely. But actually, the real nice bits after the second course were instead of, you know, when songs sort of do a four-bar break between chorus and verse, yeah, she yeah. just bangs straight into it. Yeah. Which is here, I think. Three-chorus, building, and then... And then straight in. There's a slight, I know, to repeat that last Chain of Love a couple of times. That's the British really, instead of an instrumental. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, I. It's all, uh, as you say, it is shorter. That's so many, I know. Seems like, was it? Two bars? Is it even two bars? It's two bars, it's a shortened course. And then she just bung straight into third verse or bridge, whatever. Your alternative is yeah yeah that's nice that's that's my favorite verse or bridge <laughs> <laughs> interlude interlude <laughs> that is my favorite bit because it was my favorite bit in the soft cell one too always yes let's hear the soft cell then don't we let's see the difference oh well Gloria is still fresh in her head oh 80s it has to be isn't it uh 1981. Yeah, there you go. So just uh, right when EDM, electronic dance music, starting to get into full swing. 
So as it said, soft self and leads. The love they heard. Going to the record shops in the Northern Soul. Yeah, yeah. And just to make Thorn, who also produced Roger Daltrey, and that's about it, really. Uh, vocals record, or the whole track was recorded in a day and a half. And uh, Mark Almond's vocals yes. on the track it was the first take. It follows the same structure as the original. Yeah. So just there's a big massive fade out as well. Which is nice. <laughs> well, I noticed that. I was listening to him during the week there. I didn't notice the big fade. It's slower than the original. It's a wee, just a wee, it's a wee touch slower, but wee I'm not. Touch. I'm not sure whether it's uh, slower or it's the the Congo drums are driving it. The original. Maybe they're about the same length. I think there's only a couple of seconds difference in them. Uh, is there, what is it? It's uh, tainted loves soft cells uh, faster, but then there's like a 10 second pause at the end. Mm. So it's in around the same. It feels a wee bit slower. Just maybe just say you say maybe it's the bongo drums, and uh, you know, it feels like it's going faster. Yeah, maybe and uh. Same again, <coughs> he does the, the shortened chorus yes. into the interlude. Or whatever you want to call it. But I'm sorry I don't pray that way. Mark Allen was some singer. Mm. Pretty good now. His turn with Jules Holland. From you. Yes. He was doing the, the Barry Jazz Fest there, not last year, year before. Mm. I give you all it would have been a unreal gig. Take my <laughs> would have been. Fourth the class. Also, the O's yes. is a nice addition instead of the horn aye, section. Aye. That's just, it's, very, it's the same thing basically, but it's just a variation. That's, yeah. that's good. I can hear the thing you tap, you know, the, that thing you tap with the Motown with the tools. I can hear that and that nearly more than the, than the original. With the electronic drum machine? Yes. Yeah. Hear that more. Which is It's a nice touch. It is. Uh, it's a good version. It's I, I say it's not my It's probably my third favourite. You haven't included the second one. No. But I'll tell you it was a Meld Maze one. You had it in and then you took it out. I uh, cause it's, <laughs> it sounded too much like Gloria Jones, apart from the wee slidey guitar bits. Uh, I like the speed of it. I think the tempo is good now. It's it's a bit faster. Yeah. I like I quite like that. Uh, I just wasn't convinced about her doing her own backing vocals. Yeah, uh, well, she was kind of doing tainted love and then she was going oh oh oh, just aye, on, on the aye, same mic. Aye, aye, I suppose that was only. I quite liked it. I quite liked the the speed. It was more more jazzy than Motown. I think. Yeah. Uh, give it a listen if you want. Yeah, I suppose that was, that was an interesting find. That if you May one, if you was... trust my opinion on music at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't blame you if, if you didn't. <laughs> to perfectly That's honest. a bold statement there. <laughs> also, the, right, so I'm at the feed part of yes. the soft cell version. Yes. Touch me, baby. So we start to see it out of the air. Touch me, baby. And then there's, instead of fading out everything, it keeps in the electronic drum machine mm-hmm. right to the very end. <laughs> nice. <laughs> 
that's seems, method. It seems a bit out of place, though. So. But because it starts like that. Aye, uh, that just stays the same. Oh, fair enough. Just seems a bit out of place there, Dean. Everything else is faded out, and then you just bang, bang. Henry, you begin. That's just... Ach, well, I suppose. But no. And then we'll lead on to the Marilyn Manson. The Marilyn Manson. This one's slower again. Slower again. Heavier sense. Oh, it's, it's a heavy, it's a heavy tune. Very, very heavy. Serious gravity about that. 2001 released. Yes. I thought it was actually slightly earlier than that. 98, I thought it was. No, it's Marilyn Manson in the go. Early 90s? Hmm. I remember this, the, the music video used to be on TV a lot there. Yeah, back when... When music television was still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> a popular thing, say. Uh, now, now it's filled up with reality TV. Yes. No music on at all, hardly. No, you have to kind of be up at like 7 o'clock in the morning to hear I need to watch one hour of music videos or something. <laughs> or or all through like the wee hours of the morning, possibly. I don't, mm. even, I, <laughs> I don't even watch it anymore. <laughs> We used, to, we used to watch all them music channels crying and well, that's probably the only one because it's the only one the music I liked on it. They used to have the hundred, the top 100 every year on crying. used to be class. used to always be like November 8 on One by Metallica. Used to always, one by Metallica. They were always near the top. And then, I mean one year, My Chemical Romance was one more. I was like, what the hell's going on here? They're not rock and roll. <laughs> they're, they're different, that's for sure. They're... But it was that song, it was... Uh, Black Parade. Black Parade, that's exactly the one. I wouldn't class that, well, I suppose. It's... November 8th, it's been too. Oh, They always used to be near the top. They're ballady uh, things. Um, and it was always, and it was, at that time, it was always... It was essentially the soundtrack for American Pie. No. <laughs> Just bowling for soup and all these boys. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to them all the time, every now and again, just... But nostalgia. <laughs> but they wouldn't say they're... they They were playing, they were at a concert, they had a concert in Belfast there, sort of half recently. Mm. I mean, I'm raised, you want to see them. I wasn't last year, the year before. Oh, aye. Cover song, Her Ho. Oh. Um, Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal, and T. Oh, Alien, Alien Unfarm did Alien that. That's right. I, I used my TV a lot too, the video. Aye. That was heavy. <laughs> that was heavy. It was, that's right. A much heavier version. But aye, stick all Martin Manson do you hear the heaviness of this? Yeah. I quite like the, the heavy sons at the start of this. Aye. I like there's quite a heavy guitar in it as well, if I mean. Follows the aye. soft cell version more than it follows the bridge ones version. Is the, is, is the bass, is that a guitar or is that something too? Or is it just the bass with the distortion turned up or something? I think that's some. With, extor- with distortion pedals. It's very, it, well, there's produced by Swedish Fell, so I'm assuming there's a lot of sons in it. <laughs> His name was Tim Scoid. Uh, alongside Marlon. Yes. But it's, it's a lot slower, but it's essentially soft cells. That's the say arrangement, basically. Aye, they've changed that sound. That, they've changed that with like a heavy electric yeah. guitar. But, um, and that's, 
I did quite like this version. The, the only difference I didn't, I didn't just quite enjoy was the big massive build up here. Yeah. And then it just drops her right down to the course, which it wasn't. Yeah. Ah, she's falling up here, really. And then it just starts face death. Mm. But the wee arp, that's there, nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's there's something happens at the end. It does get very heavy, a lot of shouting. Marlon was a quirky dude. He was? He was a quirky dude. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he used to make a lot of headlines for weird reasons. Yeah, but I think it was sort of publicity. Or Quite possibly. There was a lot of that going on. Quite possibly. <clears throat> so that's your second favourite version of that? No, third me, third eye. I like the heavens because it was the first one I heard. The soft sound one's pretty good though. They're all they're all pretty good. They are it's a good song. It is a good song. It's a good song, isn't it? But you can't be tainted love. There you go. It's like um, it's like a, it's the soft cell version of has a classic compared to the one uh, Eurythmics. Uh, Working as witch cocktail bar, you know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually. Um, <laughs> Don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me, baby? I've heard that song. Now. Yeah. The, the signature drums at the start. Do 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 do. do. Oh, mm. wait, that's not it. No. <laughs> that's a different one. <laughs> so if you want to listen to that song, don't just listen to what Anthony just did there. Just look just, it up. Just look up a playlist for 80s dance music. It probably also is very similar, doesn't it? Ah, uh, well, the rock stuff would similar sound... Si similar sound, I was. The rock stuff would sound all the same with the Phil Collins gated snare. Mm. <laughs> and... <laughs> Which he invented in the studio because he had that much money to spend. I'm sure, why not? Sure, why not? Did he do any covers, did he know? Or did anybody cover any of his? Bound to be. Bound to be. But I'm just not sure. I think I, did I hear a cover for um, You Can't Hurry Love One Day? I can't mean. He made it one. Tell you, a recent cover I heard was that, uh, I don't know who was singing it, but that Ario, you know that Ario Speedwagon? The song, the name of the song now, has escaping me. But somebody covered it recently. Ariel Speedway, what do There's a lot of them 80s songs that are coming back as TV advert music, and they're uh, all does. Well, this is the first place I hear it, but I've heard it in the radio a pile of times. Uh, it's, like an, it's like a weird, crappy acoustic version uh, of it. Uh, it's, it's not good. They're all the, that's what the way they're doing them now. They're... Dropping them, drop it in the tempo, and just keeping it just like a guitar and acoustic bass. And it's horrible. Some of some of it's quite nice. It's it's different. It's like MTV unplugged. Mm. But they were classic albums. Yes. Like the Bob Dylan one and the Nirvana one unplugged versions. They were great. Ah uh, well, I left. Nirvana was proper music though. It was it was proper music, even if, if there was. <laughs> The whole basis of the grunge scene was, oh, let's just tune everything out of sync with each other. So, everybody's, <laughs> so it's all everybody's playing different notes, but it kind of gathers in this. It's almost like jazz. In the middle somewhere. Almost like jazz. Speaking of jazz, I was watching 
TG Carr last night. TG, some channel boys. Celtic Connections. Yes. And uh, they had this Scottish traddy grip on, but the backing of it was a jazz drummer and a jazz bass player. Hmm. The bass was nice. The drums were a wee bit overbearing at times. Yeah. It was kind of, he just couldn't match the, the tempo of the tune. What kind of sticks was he using? Oh, it was uh, wooden. Uh, maybe, maybe a bit too. Uh, I was say maybe a bit too heavy. I he, didn't. I didn't hear them. He was light-handed, but he was. Uh, he was a wee bit just. It was. It was different, but it was wee, just. Sometimes whenever he was coming off the snare onto the the hats and the toms, he was just a wee bit off sync. Yeah, yeah. Oops. Oh yeah. There we just that's. That was just my opinion of it, <laughs> but there was a great grip on it from the states. Yeah. I'm with her. Yeah. Uh. The, the three of them gathered around the one mic. Oh. And then they were just... Old fashioned bluegrass. Old fashioned bluegrass. And they were yes. just singing... They were singing covers. Nice. But... <laughs> covers. Nice. <laughs> they were singing covers, but they were... Uh, oh, it sounded great. The guitar and everything, it was all mic'd up, but the, just the three vocals that were just joining with the one mic. Yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. Nice. And what are they called? I Am With Her. They're I Am With Her. I must look them up, actually. They're really good. What are they called again? I Am With Her. I Am With Her. I must mind that. I'll ask that after, probably. That's, all, that's all right. <laughs> Let me read that down. Um, so where are we going next then, aren't we? What's what? your choice, Q? Well, my first choice is... Uh, see if you can guess, aren't we? It's the theme for the Titanic film. Uh, the um, the Pope is downstairs. That's class out, James. <laughs> and that's... Oh, unreal. Dancing on the tables. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find that anywhere. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, Celine, Celine Dion. Well, I think that was a live. That was a live recording. Oh, well, well, on, on set they were. It, was, it could have been the Dan or something like that. There. Oh, I playing tunes. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look up the, the soundtrack of the film. Probably should have. But there you go. But let's some research on. So the song is "My Heart Will Go On." Alright. Celine Dion, nineteen eighty seven, was the original recording. Uh, well, I say main theme for Titanic composed. Music was composed by James Horner. Lyrics by Will Jennings. James Horner, he did. He's done a wiener soundtracks and things like uh, his that. His name was very familiar there. Uh, I should have looked him up, but I didn't bother because I was too busy. <laughs> Just didn't think it's alright. <laughs> too busy getting all this stuff. Uh, so it was released as a single in 1997 by Celine Dion and on the movie soundtrack. Uh, became global. Had top, top of charts in over 20 countries. I have a few of them listed here Australia, Austria, Belgium, Canada, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Iceland, or sorry, Ireland, Netherlands, Norway, Italy, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, UK, and the US. Uh, second best selling single by a female artist ever. Going by the Wikipedia. Who was number one? I didn't say. And I couldn't bother looking it up. So. <laughs> look it up yourself. The three out of this podcast. Look it up yourself. <laughs> we can't do all the work now. <laughs> now, when you listen to the song, the lyrics are sort of. They're not depressing lyrics, but they're sort of. They're not exactly super happy. Is it a love song? Uh, is it? I'm sort of uh, or is it death song the love of it's about I suppose it's about your whoever one one leaving or dying or whatever but they still love them uh, but I say it's sort of a sad theme 
but a lovely major key. Ooh. E major. Lovely. It's very nice. Lovely key, E major. Uh, won a slap of awards. 1998 Academy Award Best Original Song. 1998 Golden Globe Best Original Song. Grammys. 1999. Get ready. Uh, record of the Year. Song of the Year. Best Female Pop Vocalist. Best Song Written for Film or TV. It was the biggest, biggest film since Avatar. Well, basically, until, until Avatar. Yeah, basically it was, and I think, uh, Jack that film. James Cameron. He, did he do Avatar as well? Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Um, so that's that. Um, Late into the song there, aren't they? Yep, sure. We get a, a quick listen to her. Oh, I sorry. Before you started, this original one was done in one take. Celine Dion did it in one take. Apparently, she didn't like the song. Well, allegedly. Uh, so she did one take, and that was good enough. Who's laughing now? Who's laughing now? <laughs> she did, though, after the film came out, she did re-record it for her own album. Mm-hmm. So I think the one on the original movie soundtrack and, and the original single released was that first, essentially, a demo take. And then when it sort of became big, she did re-record it. She liked it then. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, not surprised. <laughs> uh, so I shall later turn out then. We like the flute. I think there's a harp there too, or something. Yeah, there's a synth thing in the keyboard back. or something like that. It's quite nice. And the nice soft drums. It's like that music you'd hear on when you're on hold on the telephone. <laughs> Wee bit. Before you go mad. <laughs> <laughs> nice relaxing. The whole song sort of builds the whole way through. Yeah. It doesn't get too mad. It's just at the end, it's sort of there's like a big... Guy, there's a big burst at the end. Yeah, yeah. Ballad structure. It's a ballad, yeah, basically. I love ballad, or death ballad. Death ballad. Except for... It all sort of... Love uh, boats or something. Or... Aye, boats. <laughs> but it's nice. Nice and relaxing. You can listen... If there's no lyrics to that... Did you just listen to it as a... You could. Relaxing. It'd be like someone you could do like yoga to or something. Or Aye. Now, I'm not sure if this is the uh, demo version or the re-record one. It's off the Let's Talk About Love album, so... Well, it's probably the redone it's one. It's probably the redone one. It's a nice song. So it keeps bowling. Uh, the flute is very strong throughout. It sort of keeps going. Yeah, it's, it's prominent. As it builds, it's sort of like an, an orchestral, you know, at the odd bits of the orchestra and every now and again. And sort of keep them on. Uh, skateboard toward. I don't know. I don't put time on, but two thirds of the end, I suppose. There's the building. So this, whatever. This her going finale. This is this the third course. I think there's a drop down here, and then it builds back up. Or there's a key change. That's right. I forgot the key change. I've had lessons here too. There's a key change into the third third course, the last course. It's better for bridge. Then change the key. 
and then you get your thumping that come in with like a them big massive you know them big massive orchestral drums big tom whatever whatever the hell they're called timpani drums that what they're called I think so or something good to hear there you go that's your big burst It does at the end. I keep sort of at this up high. I like the way you last guitar nice. there. Uh, it sort of keeps up. I think at the very end, she just drops down just nicely. Got there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she holds that, that last note there herself, and the music fades out. The whole thing fades out. Yeah, it's just her. Nice and relaxing. Nice finish. So that's, yeah. So that's Lovely. Celine Dale's version. You're going to love this one, aren't you? I could not believe. I've thought, I've listened to a bit of old school heavy metal recently. <laughs> and I went on to Dra Dragon Force. Because I always liked one or something. The one on Guitar Hero, Through the Fire and Flames, used to be on. That was the classic. It, it used to be TV a lot too, way back in the day. That was a long song. That was like, that was like seven months from. That's really heavy. So I went on to Dragon Force Elements to see what other... Because I hadn't really listened to many of their other songs. So I went on to them on Spotify. And I saw the title, My Heart Will Go, and I thought, oh wait. How long? <laughs> Is that... Could it be? And I, and I put it on, and I, I was completely shocked when it was. <laughs> it was... <laughs> It's uh, <laughs> it was actually only recorded a couple of years ago. It's it certainly out. a unique version, that's for sure. It is. It came out on the 2019 album uh, Extreme Power Metal. It wasn't that wild popular. It, it made the top 100 in eight different countries, which they weren't given. They just said eight countries. Uh, topping at number 13 on the US independent album billboards. That's all I have on them mm. for that track. Well, I suppose if it wasn't well known, well, nah, probably people didn't. Not widely released, really. Uh, and yes, well, I suppose after Three the Fire and Flames, it wasn't really uh, anywhere pretty much further to go. Actually, one or two good ones. Uh, Operation Grand Pound, I like. I quite like it. They're all this. They're, they're like a. They're not thrash metal, but they're they're like a. They're like. Oh, the class partner, they have, they have like a synth keyboard oh, there's a synth the whole time. Right on. Uh, I don't know. It, it is, it's kind of thrashy. Uh, the, the speed of it would be like thrash. But they're a bit, they're too clean to be thrash metal. Thrash metal is very, very, normally very messy. Stick it on there to hear, don't they? I know it's, it, start, it doesn't start off like a Dragon Force song. It starts off like really slow. <laughs> Instead of flying for about the first thirty seconds. <laughs> so this is your electronic. It's like an electronic version of one. Oh, something like that. Or nineties uh, video game music. Yes, that's a good way to describe them. They have a lot of sounds, like of uh, sound effects in Which their songs. Which is why I thought they were Japanese. <laughs> They're actually English. It turns out, although your mom, the main guitarist. He is facing facing background. So here's where we'll get into that. Yeah. Your Dragon Force. It does sound like Dragon Force, look at that. 
We sort of have the nice wee, a nice wee melody there before the break in. There's your lyrics. I couldn't believe it, thought me. I'm telling you. It's a good bit faster. Just, just a slight, <laughs> a slight bit faster. A slight bit faster. The nice, um, I know the, the keyboard river is playing nice, like drone chords mm-hmm. through the chorus and all. You can hear them, can you hear them? It takes, it, it, it's not as hardcore metal or whatever. When you hear all that stuff all through the background, they're sort of keeping to the original a wee bit, maybe. They are, they're, uh, it's similar structure and they're kind of keeping the melody there. And yeah, just yeah. keep it. Sounding like it is. It, it basically is the same song. Feel sorry for the drummer though. Oh jeez, oh. <laughs> like he's really he really has to work there. <laughs> just, it's just a it's just a battering match and the, the kick drum. Boom, boom, he must boom, have boom. two bass pedals. Has to have something. Because I know he like there's some boys. The two feet going. There's some boys can play the bass drum fast with one foot, but they're not doing it through the entirety of the whole song. That's that's heavy going. Um, but uh, I stick it on. See, it follows near enough the exact same structure. The only main difference is the solo. They have a master solo in the middle of it, which you'd have to bridge into the second chorus. And then, uh, or second verse, sorry. Second verse, second chorus. And there's your solo. Top of the Dragon Force solo. Absolutely flying. Up and down the fretboard. I think it does. There's like a bit of a. Right here, slows down a wee bit. That's nice there, dude. Yeah. The speeds up. Bells. Key change. Into the, la- end, yeah, into the last course. It ends a wee bit different now than Sling Down. It doesn't have the nice long. Just sort of just, just a bangs. Bangs. But it's not the big long long theory, it's just actually like bang. Bang, drum. Then, yeah. Good play. So that's Dragon Force. My heart will go Very on. good. I can't believe when I heard that. Good now, choice. I have to say. That's, uh, who would have thought of that? Uh, oh, uh, Anthony, you'll hear more about Dragon Force later on the show. Because <laughs> I have another one. <laughs> I can't believe I did there. <laughs> so uh, that's I say that's my heart will go on. Before we get into our next choice, we're going to do a wee new album review. Album review. That's right. You have all the details. Over I there. have all the details here, and this, sir, it's well. I know because twenty twenty was kind of a, a damp squib. Uh, a rough old year. Just. Very little recording, I would say, was got uh, done properly, unless you were like doing it virtually, or unless you had a studio in your house. <laughs> you were doing it. You were doing it in your house, or you were. I had seen you. You were able. Somebody was able to control it digitally, but else. it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. So very little albums was released in twenty twenty, partly due to the fact that they were probably recorded in twenty nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. So twenty twenty one won't be any brighter. That's true for that. For a while, I know. Well, the track, the album I've chosen is, is from the 19th Street Band from Arlington, Texas, or Arlington, Virginia. Yes. Uh, Diamond in the Rough. Oh, it, and the track's called I Just Had to Say. 
I do like to be intro in this here. Not stick, even, uh, not stick around just stick on a wee bit here, just uh. let you hear it. It does sound like a trad song here. A wee bit. Ah, it's the, you know, the modern trad intros. Yes. Like a big long guitar. Yep. Like eight bar guitars. And then it gets in. Like, then there's a nice sort of bluegrass Cajun vibe yep. after that. I quite like basically all through. I listened to the whole thing there yesterday and today. I quite like the bass. And all the songs. Yeah. It's like a big double bass. It's a double bass, huh? It's, it's class. Uh, I like the acoustic nature of They have a little bit of electronic guitar somewhere in it. You know, just wee accent bits and wee notes here. It's nice. Lead singer originally from Hollywood County Down. That's right, I mean, Tim Lord. So that's their connection to that. Yeah. That's nice there. Like a man, that's nice man, though. They have many, many in the group. There's Must be four of them. Yeah, four of them. It's a husband and wife duo, and then just sort of a back yes. and forth. Yes. Uh, Proper Americana stuff. I, I quite like the vocals. Not so much the, the melody of the singing. The melody of the singing, I think, is quite. There's no not much. Not a big pile of range in it. It's very flat, but uh, it does suit that style of music. It does. It, like, you go back to, like, if you're talking your man. They call the mandolin player from uh, Bill Monroe. Bill Monroe. He, uh, you think his is a bit. No, it flattened the verses, but he, he changes it up for the choruses. Uh, it's a, it's, he's just kind of following the melody with the verses and then uh, he lets them free reign for the courses. Yes, yes. But yeah, it's that's it's quite nice. Uh, the the singing, the duet singing is quite nice. There's as um, much as I'm not big into the sort of the flatness of the the melody of the no. singing, I do quite like the the sort of harmony singing on the the jet singing that mm-hmm. they do. It's quite nice. I'll get down to a wee bit of that there here now. She's uh, beautiful. And that's about here. She sounds more like the lead singer. Yes. He's in the back and he's the back vocalist. Oh, I oh, does. The short take turns. He he does most of the lead singing. At the start of the songs, most there's one or two. I think he does the start. The start. Quite nice. It's 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 different. But it's proper Americana, so and if you don't know what Americana is, it's country music that's not mainstream. Yeah. There, there you go. go. So, yeah. <laughs> so like Steve Earl. Yes. He hates mainstream country music. So. <laughs> or like you, you don't like, or like any mainstream music. I, I don't like mainstream music in general. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, was the, what was the band called again, Anthony? A 19th Street Band, and the album's called Diamond in the Rough. Yep. Well, uh, we'll, we'll maybe put a link probably link that on the Facebook page uh, or, Facebook or, or something or something I just we'll probably do that right we'll get back into the, the cover music anyway that's oh, the cover music is right I right so is you're in the next uh, I worked from there. original to modern era the last time I'm going to work backwards, Aye, backwards this time that's a good idea because I now I've heard these three as well and I only ever heard them the same backwards so <laughs> That's right enough. It, it it made more sense to me if you were starting in the eighties and then working your way back. Yes. So, uh, so surprising enough, it's going to be another electronic dance track from the eighties. Oh. <laughs> what else would it be? Because that's all I listen to apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going for? What's the, what's the song on there? Venus Bananarama. Yes. English outfit. I thought yes. they were American, but English dance trip. Mm-hmm. 
So we'll give you a wee lesson that there here tonight. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, nice. I love the heavy kick, even that sort of boom boom. Yeah, that's me, sorry. So the said released in 1985. 85. 85. Uh, written by Robbie Van Leuven, who's Dutch. Yes. Um, produced by Stock Waterman. He wasn't Bananarama's producer at the time. He, their producer, said, that'll never be a hit. It'll <laughs> never be a hit. So he, so he didn't, he walked away? He walked away and they decided, oh, we'll go to this other fella. He, he thinks he oh, raised the whole thing. So it's got a heavier emphasis for... 85, you're, you're talking mid dance rave scene, yeah, just yeah. before it hits into the hardcore trance. Yeah. Here of England, so but that that nice percussion there. I like I quite like percussion that song. It's driving up the whole time. That is. Uh, Wee sticks in the background. There, I just listened, I just heard that there now. But, no. but it's, it's changing the whole time. Some sort of just throwing hooks at us like it's like a Bruno Mars uh, song. Bam, bam, mm-hmm. bam. Especially in the chorus. Straight up. Just jingly stunts, and then it's just. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to remix, has it? Um, funnily enough, now that you mention that. Because I'm certain I've, I've definitely heard it in a film. It's an American Pie, uh, the wedding one. Mine, you know the bit where he's doing the dance off. There, are, there's snippets of songs, but that's one of them. The mm-hmm. it and I'm almost certain it doesn't seem to get there. It could, it could be like a remix version of it. Um, I'm not quite sure about that. There, I was going to say, uh, the Marilyn Manson Tainted Love version was actually reworked for Rihanna's SOS. Mm-hmm. I didn't bother putting that into the playlist, but that was part of the research. It, it would be that, uh, you know, that Santi Stabs. Yeah, it yeah. It would be that kind of thing that was going on through that there. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of sun stuff going on in this banana track. It's just, <laughs> it's just, uh, oh, I was going to say, it was talking to the hooks and the, during the course. They're kind of, they alternate every course, so they're, so it's just instead of get you getting bored all the time, you're just like, oh, here's an wee bit, mm-hmm. oh, and here's a, here's that bit from the very start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is quite nice, but then there's a sun soul, of course there is, <laughs> because you always need a sun soul in the eighties. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, so do like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It's just, it's just pure 80s cheese. You can't go wrong with 80s cheese. Back and vocals is nice but then they were a third group. But there's not really a big massive fade out for that one there. It's just slow and steady. But yeah, real good, real good version of it. Okay. Surprisingly enough, I thought it was the original. Because you hear it first, you know, you but yeah. But no, the original goes right back to the 60s. Aye, the original, that's song. Aye, that's right, aye. It goes right back to the 60s from a Dutch group. Yes. Uh, so, a lot different. It's more like... Yeah, I suppose it's... It's it's like a, it's, it's a country vibe to it. 
I'll give you a wee lesson off there. Everybody hear this here? Just compare the difference. Guitar's quite clean as well. So I thought it, it sounded real American. That does sound pretty American. I, I don't know what idea they had to change it up, <laughs> but, but it's certainly uh, who knows? welcoming. Uh, who knows? Um, but that's not the actual proper original version of that song. It's not the actual proper re- version of that song. Uh, the melody, the lyrics were changed slightly for that version, but the original. No. I've heard it, so I quite like this song. It, it's, it is sure it's real bluegrassy. Anna, before you mention the names or anything, just stick her on to here. Yeah, that's don't have to do anything. The class. Probably start. Song. Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so you can obviously hear the organs. The band was doing there, the organs doing in the 1969 version. So, do, yeah, yeah. Backup singings by Cass Elliot. Cass Elliot, who was Mama's and Papa's. Yeah. Uh, they only lasted three years together. The big three. The big three. So, 1962 to 1964. Yeah, yeah. Um, proper 60s bluegrass now, isn't it? Yeah, it's a pretty good song. I like, but, the, I like that backup singing there. It's, nice. it's a massive sound for three musicians. Yeah, it is. Guitar, banjo and three, back, three singers. It's amazing. But real, real good track. Now, here where, here where it gets interesting. Right. Right. Are you going to tell me, you didn't tell me before we started recording, you said, oh, we'll keep that for you. <laughs> I'm dying to hear this, this right. fact, this fact now, you have. Now, that's not even the original. Oh my the original goes back right to 1848. Oh. 
and it's called Oh Susanna, of course it is. The lyrics are the same in that song as it was in the original, but they changed the melody to suit themselves. Now, the original was written by a man called Stephen Foster. Oh, Susanna, Susanna, won't you cry for me? Or don't you cry for me? Yeah, as I say, I, they changed the melody. I remember that. It's like a. I remember we used to have a tip on the car with that on it, and that's that was the version that was, Oh Susanna, oh won't yeah. you, don't you cry for me, because I come from Alabama where it was a polka, my knee. It was a polka tempo beat the original. Yeah, yeah. Now Stephen Foster's parents are from Limavady Stroke. Drum Sorn. General area. Drum Sorn. Drum Sorn general area. <laughs> so, um, but the research I had found was that his parents were born in that area. Aye, this fella that wrote this song. Mm-hmm. Aye. So, there you go. He's second generation or liver. Second generation. But. There or you for, go. first generation Irish American. So, Venus comes from Derek. <laughs> Stroke Lemon <Lama> Valley. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some difference. What a world. Some some <laughs> some difference between <laughs> there's always even the sixties version to Aye, I'm really sure there is. But yeah, that's I thought that was a very real interesting fact. It is alright, aye. And that's very good. I see, yeah, that's a very good fact. It's one for your table quiz. It's one for your table quiz. It'll probably never ever occur in table quiz because I see not many other people know that. No. <laughs> well we were I was doing a it wasn't a banjo seminar, it was I was talking to this fella from Sligo or Donegal's area and he was doing a master's on old folk yeah. melodies. He was kind of yarning them up in the South America and or the Southern States of America and he was tracing them back to here. Yeah. And he had started off this seminar with Stephen Foster mm-hmm. saying banjo wizard, just all around machine with a banjo to, mm-hmm. and write, write melodies and most of them melodies that they were transferred down to deep south. Yeah. We're all coming from this general area. There you go. Which is very fascinating. So bluegrass music, although it's named after the bluegrass state of Kentucky, it's actually from the Oak Leaf County. It's from the Oak Leaf County. But then that's to do with uh, diaspora. I suppose. The Ulster Scotch boys heading over to the States. Yeah, yeah camping in the Appalachian Mountains so then your sound obviously changes for your surroundings yeah, yeah. or what you have at hand so mm-hmm. then oh, that's true but that's a nice is it an origin story I suppose part, a part origin story part origin story mm. it's nice nice wee touch it's nice uh, your next choice Q. my next choice I'm going to skip I have the ring of fire there but we did Dragon Force before so I'm going to Skip that and go to the other one I have, mm-hmm. which is a song called Cottonfields. Yes. So a few facts about the song first. So it was written in 1940 by uh, Hoodie Ledbetter, no better known as Led Belly. Uh, he recorded it himself in 1941, which that is the original recording of it. It did like it. It was a nothing song basically. It was recorded, but never actually went anywhere until nineteen fifty four. It appeared on an album 
by Odetta and Larry called The Tin Angel, which is more, it wasn't, they didn't record anything, it was like a compilation album, I suppose, and that, that appeared on it. Uh, it was recorded by quite a few people, a lot of country ones, I suppose. Bill Monroe recorded it in 62, Johnny Cash did it in 62, <coughs> Eddie Arnold 64, Elvis Presley did a cover of it in 1970 for, for his movie, Elvis, The, the Way It Is. Uh, the Pogues actually did a version of it. On the Peace which and Love I, album? Which, yes, but I forgot to look that up. I forgot to put that on. But apparently it's not a... Now, brackets, it references the original lyrics, but not a cover version per se. Mm. Is what it says on the uh, Wikipedia. Well, I was listening to it. <laughs> El- Elton John actually did a cover as well in 2004. I was nearly certain it was on the soundtrack for Smoking the Bandit. Jerry Reed sings it, I think, going in between restaurants and getting back into the truck. Hmm. We'll have to but watch. I couldn't find that. We'll have to watch the film now. Oh my goodness! What a hard, what a hard thing to do. Watch the whole film. It's a good film though. Uh, I should stick on the original. Yeah. So the original, it's, it's so simple. It's, it's just, it's just an acoustic guitar. When I was a little and a bass, baby, my mother double bass probably. You know it's an old. You know the sound of it. You can hear. The scratching when they're cutting the, whatever it is, a, a gramophone tube or, a, or an LP or... Well, you, you looked that up, didn't you? It, 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 it would be a... It was a... No, it was an aluminium... Uh, cylinder. Yes. Recorded onto that there. That was at that time when them, the National Congress Library gathering around yeah. all the states gathering up yeah. folk music from the area and gathering them in a collection. That's the way it was done. The likes of that, 20s, 30s, 40s. That's the way people got famous. People would come to a town with their, their big box. With their cone. <laughs> and they would, record, they would advertise it in the paper or whatever. We're coming to record. We'll pay whatever. It was like five dollars a tack or something, mm-hmm. or yeah, two dollars or whatever. I don't know what the hell it is, but that's how they did it. And then, if you were good enough, they would record three or four years. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, that's how people got famous back in the day. Was it selling to radios? Was there something about Lead Belly being he was like an ex-prisoner or something? Oh. No, I've maybe heard that wrong. It could have been. I don't. It didn't say anything. No, I didn't see anything on it either, on but I had read that somewhere else. He could have been. That's why he had all these songs gathered up. I probably heard them in prison or mm-hmm. heard them. Pose. He, was he black or white or white not race? He's you know. black eye. Probably, maybe if he was in prison, he could well have been on the chain gang, so could have heard mm. any number of songs because they were allegedly famous for their singing. I don't know. Depends what film you watch. If you watch uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, <laughs> they're all singing on the chain gang. <laughs> uh, That's like a lot of. I think most of them films had. I know uh, 12, nine, 12 Years of Slave had them singing. Aye. Uh, the they could well on, on the chain gang. That's where a lot of them songs came from. From the. Not slaves, but I suppose to the extra them prisoners. Because they're supposed to have nothing else to do. If they're hammering rocks at set mm. road, if you go by, say, if you go by the movies, they're all singing and smashing the rocks in time or doing whatever. It's, it's to keep them going. Aye, which I don't know. 
Wat is dat? Zo'n facts about the song. About that one, that's it. Just them two, really. Um, it was recorded, say, by a whole lot of ones that are listed there. We're not going to look at them. We're going to look first at Credence Clearwater Revival. That class. Credence or some band. This version. It only has like that one verse and one chorus, and they repeat it three or four times. They don't actually stick to the original lyrics that uh, Lead Belly had. Well, this is great. Nice, simple. Credits are famous for their steady rhythm guitar, and you can hear that the whole way through. Uh, John Fogarty, the singer, is doing the lead guitar, I think. They have a nice wee accent, but. He he did all the vocals too, as far as I know. He did all his backing vocals. Uh, That's interesting. There's a. Uh, I'm not into my technical terms ever, but he, he used to like maybe the tenor. There's a there's a higher one singing harmony or whatever, and then there's the bass one. What do you hear? This the bass is lovely here. He keeps it just a drone. It's like a drone now. I'd be singing the words. Ah, I guess that's class there. Um, the, the solo in the middle of it's nice, just simple, typical sort of credence, not too flashy or anything. Uh, just a nice song. But I'll highly recommend listening to, to credence. Any of their stuff. Credence are great. Um, that version. Was recorded in 1969, released in 1970 on the album Willie and the Poor Boys. It was the third album and the last one they recorded that year or released that year. Uh, that version was number one in Mexico. Ooh, there you go. That's interesting. That's the only sort of chart. Why, why Mexico? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> That's the only sort of chart recognition that seemed to got was number one Mexico. It must have made any sort of American charts. Was that the time when that was released? The the austerity thing, um, Martin Luther King and. Mm. Don't laugh me. No, that's on the research up. <laughs> that's on research. Uh, well, number one, Mexico. Say, Cranes, they're hard bound to beat. I, their songs are. Mostly pretty good. They they had that bayou. They were all they weren't from they were from California, but they loved that bayou sound. Sound. You listen to some of their songs, um they're pretty good. Run through the jungle's a good one. Run through the jungle. Although that was more about Vietnam. the war in Vietnam. Uh, well there's Win of Vietnam songs, good oh, songs. Nice. Around that time. Good cover song, Proud Mary. Proud Mary. Credence were the originals. Everything after that. Tina Turner does one, doesn't she? Tina does a good version. Primary. That was the one that was in all the ads on TV. <laughs> was the, was the one there? <laughs> a- 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 or something. Or some of them breakdown companies had... Rolled the Wayne's the, the uh, singing it. The Wayne's singing it, that's right. Forgot about that one. Proud, Proud Mary, but there, Credence are the original Proud Mary. Uh, John Fogarty wrote it. Classic wedding song. There you go. If you go to weddings. <laughs> if you go to weddings at us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that and uh, Somebody the Best. <laughs> Somebody the Best, uh, Tina Turner. Which we talked about the last day. Aye, uh, uh, she was... No, aye. We talked about it, but it didn't come out in 1981. That was Credence. Their version. 
Now, Anything different happen on it compared to the Lead Belly version? Or? Well, there, well, I said the lyrics. Lyrics changed. They don't follow his lyrics at all. Uh, they have a full band as opposed to just a guitar and a bass. Is there a solo? There is a solo in the middle of it somewhere. Uh, I don't know what time. Nice clean guitar, nothing too flashy. Mm. Real sexy sound. Yeah. So that was their version. Uh, the last one I'm going to do on Cotton Fields comes courtesy of the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. So, uh, as we're saying, I think Beach Boys recorded their version in 1968, released in 1969 on. Let's see. Uh, so it's not actually a cover of the Credence one, it's a cover no, of the No, it's a cover of the original, but they have changed the lyrics too. Mm. They reference California stuff on it, which I guess the Beach Boys are from California too. Yeah. So, <laughs> why not? I have a couple of facts about the Beach Boys. Oh, it came out on the Sunflower album, which was the last Beach Boys album to be produced by Capitol Records. And it was also the last album they released in mono. Fun fact about that. Yes, you were telling us last night. <laughs> well, why are all the early Beach Boys albums produced in mono? Why is that, aren't they? Because Brian Wilson, lead singer of Beach Boys, mm-hmm. had tinnitus in one ear, so you could only be able to hear properly out of one ear. So they kept go. it all out of one speaker. Yeah, there you go. Fun fact. Fun fact. Tell because fact. Um, Still, Beach Boys are class. Beach Boys are pretty good now. So this song, this recording, reached, it only reached 100 and three on the US billboards. But it was quite popular in the UK, it reached number two apparently. Uh, it was number one in a few countries, Australia, South Africa, Sweden, Norway. Also was number two in Denmark, number three in Ireland, and the top five in Japan, Spain and Rhodesia. Hmm. So that's the fun facts about that. Uh, Highly recommend listening to Beach Boys Pet Sounds. Yeah. Highly. Recommend. <laughs> okay. <hopefully. laughs> so stick on the the version there, the cotton fields there. So, so this was it was recorded as a country rock song. You can hear that right from the start. Aye, you can hear that right from the start. It's like a, I don't know if they do it on the steel guitar or just regular ass guitar. But do uh, you hear the uh, the there's a tambourine going the whole way through, and there's a wee like a juice harp there? Do you hear <laughs> pinging away there? Lovely. Boing boing. <laughs> Beach Boys love using weird instruments. <laughs> Class. But they incorporate so much in this. You can hear the the singing in the background just holding that one note. Saxophone right there. Just a typical Beach Boys, all the back and vocals. The lyrics there, you can, if you listen to the two songs, they're not they're close. No. But they're still singing about cocktails. This, this line is from, it's common to all the songs. Mm-hmm. There's another horn section. Lovely. There's so much to it. You could, you could listen to that ten times 
and you can you pick up something different every time. Find new things every time. Because I listened to it, I had it when I was writing the notes on it, I had it, each one that I wrote, you know, I was doing the notes for, I had it on repeat the whole time and just was listening to it and listening mm. And I was picking up the, I had wrote the notes finished and then I was like, oh, oh, that's something different there. I had to go back and, you know, it's a class song. A quite nice version, but they did their own lyrics to Tommy California. Like, wee, wee things here and there. They kept some of the original lyrics. Well, you had four Beach it. Boys, yeah. that, and considering Freeland didn't do very much part of the singing, so <laughs> oh, need something for them to do. Yeah, that's it. So that's nice. Yeah, lovely. It's a nice version. So that's them. Uh, you have no more in your listings there, do you? No. I have one more. We'll just do it very quickly. Because well, I, I was as surprised as this one. We'll talk about Dragonforce earlier on. I said we'll touch on them again. We're going to start in 1963, though. Uh, we'll play the one that everybody knows first, which is Johnny Cash, Ring of Fire. Everybody knows it. Straight away. Mariachi, mariachi uh, trumpets. Uh, apparently, Love. he included the mariachi trumpets because he dreamt about them. That's one interesting. <laughs> he dreamt about them. And it makes but this isn't the original recording of this song. People think this is this is the definitive. It is the definitive release. What year was that in there? 1963, but it's not the original. So I'll give you a bit of background. The song. The song was written in 1963 by June Carter Cash, who married Johnny Cash. Uh, it was actually first recorded by Anita Carter, who was June Carter's sister. And it was released in 1963 on the album Folk Songs Old and New by Anita Carter. It wasn't successful, uh, so Johnny Cash then picked it up in 63, mm-hmm. and it was released in 63 by him as well, on the album Ring of Fire, the best of Johnny Cash. Uh, it reached number one on the country billboard charts, for, and it was there for seven weeks, so uh, it was very popular. The, I say the mariachi horns <laughs> all, came, all came in a dream one day. That's, that's, that was a good dream. Uh, voted number four country music televisions. 100 Greatest Country Songs in 2003. The harmonies now. So, uh, sticking on, we get to the chorus, you'll hear some nice harmonies singing. And the, which one? And Johnny Cash one. By wild desire, and it burns, burns, burns. Did you hear that nice few harmonies singing? That was actually done by Maybelle Carter and the Carter sisters. So, June and Anita, and there's an album, like, I mean, her name, and the mother. They all did the harmony vocals in that song uh, say number one US country billboards uh, on the normal billboards it was number 17 in the US it was number 27 on the German single charts and 77 on the Swiss single charts <laughs> but that's the only sort of notable <laughs> charts that at least it didn't seem to mm-hmm. come into the UK or anything at all or Ireland um, so that's them if you stick on ah stick it on play a wee bit more of it sure I quite like the slick and left guitar just in the wee. Oh, just wee like hit and hit, hit the string nearly. Whole way through, it's nice. I fell into a burning. Johnny Cash good. Hard to down, down, But uh, we'll go on to the original. Now, this is different. Everybody knows Johnny Cash one, but not I'd say nobody. I didn't know about mm. this original one. No. Uh, so stick it on there. This is Anita Carter. 
be a bit different. This is more early, the early bluegrass sound. Just the, the Carter family when they started, this was their mm -hmm. kind of sound. Love Everyone around the same mic. There's no much harmony singing, and it makes uh, the but there's nice. There's like two guitars playing. I think uh, Mother Maybell, she played the. Ah, what's the name of it? It's like a lap harp sort of thing. One of them, you sit it in your lap and it's like, like a harp. She played one of them. She played the guitar as well. But there's like two guitars and there's a bass there. It's quite nice. It's nice. I think there's, there's like. Like echo or something on the voice. See there. Oh, she's holding it. There's like an echo mm -hmm. or reverb or something on there too. Or it sounds like it. Yeah. There is a. The taste of the room they recorded it in. Yeah. Hey. In the room they recorded it in. I it just sort of keeps that. It's just nice and steady. Just to get it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't go mad. I do like the. I like the way she changes up the second line. That first verse. Instead of keeping aye, it all the same, aye, like yes. Johnny does, she, yes, she moves her up high. Love is a burning thing. Different phrasing. And yeah. it up yeah. there. Yeah. It's nice. It's a nice version. I quite like it actually. Yeah. Um, and as I, I, I told you before, we listened to the Dragon Force version. I told you we we're going to listen to them again. Uh, some other notable versions. Uh, again, a few country ones. Dwight Yoakam, nineteen eighty. Earth Grokes, two thousand one. Uh, Elvis Costello, two thousand seven. Olivia Newton-John recorded it in nineteen seventy-seven. Mm. Ray Charles in nineteen seventy. Some notable ones. That's pretty good. So, without further ado, stick on the Dragon Force there. <laughs> I couldn't believe this as well. Just a tip, another tip of Dragon Force song. Very fast. Clean. But they keep, they keep the melody. That, that what the mariachi trumpets do, mm. they're doing with uh, guitars. Basically, it is the same arrangement. Uh, they repeat the last line of the course again. Every you know, every time they do. Uh, but not the same arrangement, basically. I'm, I'm a typical solo in the middle. Just kind of a drive force song for solo. I like the they do the the vocals sort of the same as the Johnny Cash one. That's mm -hmm. a nice Bye. vocals going through the course and all. It doesn't end the same. I like the bass actually. I'm gonna say that. If you do go back to the chorus again, back to the start of the chorus again. So when, you, when the chorus was on, you listen to do like a run on the bass guitar. Listen out for it. Quite, I quite like that. I didn't hear that time. I didn't hear that time. I was getting very worried there. 
It's definitely one. Maybe it's in one of the last ones, but I haven't been noticed. There's a nice bass guitar thing going on in the uh, courses there. Mm. There's there. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like, I quite like that. So nice. It's not a bad. At, at the end, it's a bit different. Johnny Cash, he repeats that last line again with no re and fades out. This one just sort of stops abruptly. So that's that. That was, that was my selection. That was very good. Um, that was that is an eclectic mix so of songs here. It is, isn't it? Cover versions are quite fun. Uh, some are very surprising. Mm. Like the, the demos right there. <laughs> Dragon Force covering a country song on a power ballad. That was a love ballad. <laughs> made them sound equally sound the same. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's hard to vary that tune very much. That, uh, that thrice metal. There's no dynamics in it. I just it's, uh, it's, it's not all, my cup of tea uh, at all because it's just constantly. Yeah. If you, li- uh, if you like that thrice and guitar and that really fast guitar and suppose that dr- kind of drumming and whatever, yeah. they're perfect for you. If you like what we're doing, just give us a wee review on Apple Podcasts. And, yeah. Uh, tell your friends and yeah so uh, the podcast is on Spotify on what else Apple Apple Music and uh, uh, Apple Music Google Podcasts everything really it's uh, whatever your favourite podcast player is it's there it should be there uh, uh, give us a like or whatever and a review uh, if you have any questions get in contact yeah. with us on socials and socials we're on Facebook Twitter website. Instagram YouTube we have a website uh Re- was it re-recordings? Uh, it's just re-recordings. It should all come up on the one page. And Google, all, so. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, like and subscribe or do whatever you want. Yep, or. And uh, tell us what you thought. And Aye. we'll see you in the long grass soon. Yeah, I think uh, we've had a couple of requests for a few different things. So we'll probably throw in one of the requests next week. Yep. See how we get on. No problem. So that's uh, Ivan Q. I'm Anthony. And he's with Anthony. He still is Anthony. Just about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the end discs. Uh, music down or crack. Number three. Number three. And we'll finish off with because it's going to be the Beach Boys, isn't it? I stick the Beach Boys on, surely. Finish her off. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck.